0: Hey everybody, I have an announcement. My new book, Traumatized, is available for pre-order now. In it, I cover PTSD and complex PTSD, the symptoms we can experience when we have been traumatized, and of course, ways we can overcome these and heal. There is honestly too much helpful information in this book to list it all, but if you've ever wondered if you've been traumatized or are working to overcome past trauma, this book is for you. I cannot wait for it to be out in the world and help anyone suffering. So please pre-order yours today at katiemorton.com
1: I need to stop cursing.
0: Katie, why? why am
1: I such a vulgarian? I'm a felt-
0: vulgarian too. It's okay. And I
1: don't, I don't like it. I want to curb it.
0: I mean, I may guess you have kids. Yeah, shit. But what is that? Why am I such a, a cursy pants? Such a dirt, dirt bag. <laughs> okay. Let me introduce <laughs> yeah, you. Sure. For those of you who don't know, this is my first guest. I'm joined by the wonderful, hilarious, and amazing oh. Christina Pazitsky. Oh Christina Pazitsky. Oh, thank yeah. you for having me. I'm, thanks for
1: being here. I just adore you. I adore all your videos. I came to know you through being obsessed with your YouTube page <laughs> and all the topics that you provide uh, clarity on. And you're just—I think—you're such a wonderful service to humanity. And I'm so lucky to
0: know you in real life now. I'm I know. such a fan. I'm such a, Love a fan. You. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming in. my gosh. I'm just excited. We got so many questions. Like okay. Hundreds of questions. Oh my gosh. I know. I only, I pick, I pick seven curb your, you know, kinda, yeah. so curb it. We're just going to talk, yeah. but it's kind of the, the questions are great. Okay. And they're very specific to like things that you would know. Okay. Um, it's kind of mixing our two specialties. Awesome. Yeah. Like I comedy, love. mental health.
1: Oh my gosh. I love being it. a
0: woman in business, all sorts of stuff. Fantastic. So anyway, but you're doing okay. Deep in the The core stuff. Even the core.
1: (laughs) You know, I, it's funny. I've been going, I go through waves, right? As Mm -hmm. I'm sure everybody does. Like some days I wake up and I think is what's going on? Is the world ending? And then some days I'm like, it's going to be fun. Let's have some coffee. (laughs) And then I talked to my, (laughs) I talked to my, um, my father in law, who's an American and he's Mm -hmm. in his seventies. So he's lived through the sixties here. Okay. And he's like, this is what 1968 felt like.
0: Oh, really?
1: Kennedy was assassinated. Everything was upside down. Oh. People were protesting the war. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you imagine a president getting assassinated? No.
0: Like, I remember who was it? Louis C.K. did a bit where he was like, our president like flew off in a helicopter, like got impeached. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about like the Watergate scandal. Stuff. Yeah. He's like, can you imagine that? You just watch your, you're like, boy, he just flew off in a helicopter, yeah. like, but being assassinated, like, yeah, it feels out of control, which Kind of how things it, feel, it,
1: right? And that's exactly to to his point. And he's you know, so I I to him, and that makes
0: me feel better because he's so it's been more there. Normalizing, yeah. What did he say? Like, what was his advice? Like, it's okay. It'll get it'll get better.
1: Yeah, that these are these things are cyclical. And and, and mm-hmm. I think too, because we're the i live we're living it for the first time. We think that this has never happened in human history. There's never been a pandemic. There's yeah. never been civil chaos. Like, no, this is kind of part of the cycles. Yeah, but it's been so long that we we've never experienced it. Yeah. Not in
0: our lifetime. Right. right. And so, yeah. So you
1: keep it in perspective and you're like, it can't be this way forever. Like eventually. No. Right. Totally. And we, we all just want to get there sooner
0: out of the way. We're like, Hey, Hey, I've yeah. been, what? Well, then Jesus, now man. we're on fire. So I'm <laughs> yeah. like, fuck me. I know. How much more can we take? Yeah. It's like, I feel like, um, one of those, like, you know, like a dog that's like been hit and you're like, no, no, they'll be nice this time. And then it like hits you again. And you're like, what the fuck is actually happening? Yeah. And I, I actually
1: tried to make a list of awful things that happened this year, mm-hmm. just in personal. And then, yep. And I there was a point where I just, I couldn't
0: even. Yeah. It's too negative. Cause I was like, You're like, holy
1: shit. Like, I blocked out <laughs> half of this horrible stuff that happened.
0: Like it was so much. Yeah. It is. It's overwhelming. And that's why I've been telling my audience and even myself, I'm like, it's okay to have bad days. It's okay to grieve. Cause like everything is different. Like yeah. comedians need energy of an audience. I would assume. Yeah. And even like for, even as a creator, a YouTube creator, like I look forward to meeting people every year at, thank God I got playlists in at the very end of February. But then we have VidCon usually is our biggest playlist.
1: Playlist it is.
0: Uh, Playlist live is just another like. Uh, YouTube creator, online creator event.
1: Oh, okay. And, and you actually got to physically go to that? Oh, you're so lucky. It was right
0: before everything, you know, <sighs> it was like my last event.
1: I remember my last show, March oh, 7th at the oh, Ice yeah? House. Oh, yeah. It was yeah? so much fun. Uh, I know, and I miss seeing people. Don't uh, you miss?
0: That's the thing, the the connection mm. with the people yeah. and the energy of meeting other people and the energy of meeting other creatives and getting to talk about what you do and then that excitement that that, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, Yeah. It's, it's, it's complicated. You know, so.
1: I've been missing the audience because people are like, why don't you do my, you know, do my drive-in show, do my show where you perform for f- cameras. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I would rather blow, blow my not brain same. out. Like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was thinking about cancel culture, and I notice it more now because I'm just I'm exclusively making content online. Yeah, and I posted on my Instagram. I just I'm you know when you get a new phone and you make your own personalized emoji. Yeah, and I I was just messing around with a
0: beard. <laughs>
1: right? So I posted <laughs> me with a beehive and a beard, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, this is funny. Like this is me as like a non-binary. Yeah, um, I'm mom-binary. <laughs> like just a stupid throwaway. Also, you're a comedian, right? And it's my job. And I was, I'm always fascinated by people's response. And of Mm -hmm. course there's, you know, invariably, inevitably the SJW that's like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't make fun of that, 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 that. It's like, give me a cogent argument. Mm -hmm. I love cogent. Same.
0: Give me a Uh, reason. Yep. If you don't have a reason and you just want, if your whole life is, I want to be upset, that's a tough life. Right, And just don't follow also. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like if it's upsetting, then don't follow. And that's one thing I do have an issue with. And you guys can agree or disagree. It's fine. But like comedy is so specific to people mm. and the human experience. And that's what makes it great. Yeah. And like, if I, there's a plenty of comedians that I'm like, I just, it's not my type of humor, not your
1: style, like from'm like
0: some, I'm like, nah, it's not mine. Fine. But there are tons that are, and if you don't talk about those things and poke fun at it, how are, like, a lot of people process that way too.
1: A hundred percent. Well, yeah. and also, um, somebody, I understand the argument of, well, somebody's feelings might get hurt. Okay. Isn't that what
0: comedy is about? Though?
1: Right. But then by that, that <laughs> thought, some, sometimes their feelings might not get hurt. Mm-hmm. So it's my job to predict Who's going to be offended and who's not? That's our. That is. I'm not omniscient.
0: No. And then what? You put yourself in a box. What do you talk about? Nothing. That's right. Cupcakes and lollipops.
1: So let me know (laughs) if there's a rational argument. If you really, if you can truly, because I'm I have a philosophy background. Mm -hmm. I believe in reason Uh and cogent. If you, if you have a real thing, a real logical thing, I will go, you know what? That's right. I am totally. not going to
0: make fun of ba. blah, ba Yeah. Because I can see now. Blah, sure. Blah, blah. You're right. That's, but I'm, anyway, yeah, I get yeah. All, I'm a fired up. Katie I, get, I get fired up too, because if you, uh, part of it is like, you have to laugh if yes. you don't like, even some of my viewers will will like poke fun at their mental illness or something they've been through because they're like, I don't know what else to do with it. And if that helps you, then that helps you. And if, as a comedian, if you want to share about that, I think that there is, there's an audience for that. Cause there's people who you guys let us know, but I think that, that I,
1: are you kidding me? My whole family is mentally ill. I don't have, I have like one normal, normal, functional, (laughs) I hate the word normal, but functioning, Uh Uh uh, I've got alcoholism, borderline personality mm-hmm. disorder. That's just between my two parents. Yeah, we Narcissism. got a comment. We got a question oh, about that. Lo- let's I, just hey, jump. Let's in. jump in. I'm Great. Gonna,
0: I forget. I think it's on the second page. I have
1: anxiety disorders, change disorders. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't. I'm not going to label
0: myself based on that. On the DSM. But someone said I would sure. lo- love to hear about Christina's experience of having a mother with Ugh. BPD, as I do too. Oh dear. And if she has any tips for healing or detaching.
1: Oh boy. Katie, why don't you tell yeah. first, let's clarify what these things are. Yeah. Right? So
0: borderline yeah. personality disorder is, is uncomfortable for everyone. I always say that it's a very uncomfortable mental illness because those who have it, because many of my viewers have borderline personality disorder sure. and try it. I call it being an emotional burn victim. Yes. So you're very sensitive to, to every situation, every expression, every, uh, I don't even know. It's like you can just gesture in the wrong way and hurt someone's feelings who yep. has borderline. And it makes it really difficult to live in the world.
1: Oh my God, that just made my whole thing. You know how I'm like, I'm so, I don't want to offend people. I'm so mm-hmm. into this. Well, no wonder I grew up with a BPD mom. You, you walk who on was, eggshells all the time. Yeah. Look who's really projecting their own <laughs> stuff into the world right now, Katie. So hilarious! And that it,
0: there is a whole Gosh. bunch. One of my uh, favorite psychiatrists I work with a lot has, runs a group for children of borderline.
1: I would love to join it.
0: Oh yeah, I'll see if it's still running. <laughs> would it's l- it's not it. far from here. Uh, fantastic. So, yeah. Maybe
1: online. Yeah. Zoom.
0: Oh yeah, maybe. I would love
1: to. He's I'm curious. It's
0: super. It's been helpful. I've sent a few patients there. Um, but anyway, so borderline. The main crux of it is fear of abandonment. Mm. And so a lot of people are like, well, what does that mean? Well, it's like perceived abandonment, like, um, plans change. I run late. I didn't see your text come through any small slight, again, super sensitive, emotional burn victim. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's super painful. And we don't always have ways. Uh, like I do a lot of dialectical behavior therapy, which is like what it's catered towards uh borderline. Um, and that's kind of like teaching emotion regulation. Mm -hmm. So I feel an intense emotion. What can I do with it? How do I process it? What can I do? That's healthy and healthful, and not damaging. Mm. Um, so anyway, what that does to the person is it's uncomfortable and it can be hard for relationships. And then we kind of sabotage, we're fear, afraid of people leaving us. Then we want to leave first or we force them to leave. You know,
1: I love you. Get out of here. Yes. It's a lot of what I experienced uh-huh. on the other side of that. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's Black a book. And white
0: thinking. Uh, people don't always like this book, but it's like, I hate you. Don't leave me.
1: Mm, I haven't read that one. And it's, it's so, you know, walking on eggshells. Is I read that, good one. One. that one's been
0: underlined <laughs> margins. It can be so helpful because you see your pattern. So then for people who are in relationships with people with borderline, uh, walk on eggshells, um, aren't, aren't, are, have it's a tough true. time communicating, knowing how to express what they feel because they're afraid of upsetting, you know, it's, it's very complicated. So it is girl being raised by someone.
1: So first of all, so my parents divorced, Uh, my dad's an alcoholic, my mom is borderline, Mm -hmm. and they're both immigrant from Hungary. So on top of it, there's so many... My poor mother she yeah. was abandoned a lot growing up her mm-hmm. mother died so she had so many abandonment issues and my father leaves her as well once we come to this country so i think that spiraled
0: her when well, he's a narcissist we suspect
1: you know, uh suspect yeah 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 they sure. never go see
0: anybody to get diagnosed no. no but that's what a horrible combination
1: it really was your poor mother my poor mother and i think it and she, I think to her credit, she really tried to hold things together like a routine for me. Mm-hmm. So she was really good about like schedules and breakfast and getting me to school and doing the stuff. And, you know, like she was she had all my needs met. However, the downside was like, <laughs> you have too many socks in your closet. I'm like, what? She's like, you have too many socks. Your room is messy. Go live with your father. And oh, she she would do this like. The dance. I love you. Get uh-huh. the fuck out of here. So uh-huh. she would literally drop me off at school and kick me out. And then my dad would have to come pick me up and I would go live with him for like a month. And then I would try calling her to apologize because as a child, you blame everything. fault. You yeah. take
0: total ownership. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then she wouldn't answer my calls because she was punishing me. And then. We, I would get into the repentance cycle, and then I'd be brought oh, back no. in the fold until that would kind of happen. But what was really going on, I found out later in therapy, is that she kind of resented—not kind of, she did. She resented my father being single
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and like partying and going so she'd out. So she want with you chicks. to be
0: right. It was she was using you as a tool,
1: a hundred percent,
0: to harm him. When, but you're a human being,
1: right? And she, didn't <laughs> <laughs> right? So there was that. She was very combative. There was a mm-hmm. lot of like. Um, always fighting with me, she would always say, oh my god, this one made me crazy. She'd say, we are... I'd be like, mom, what did I do? Like, uh, i like piss her off. Mm-hmm. And then she'd be like, you and I are going to have a showdown. The phrase was... <laughs> 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 we are having... this so sh- having, like, a brawl. Yeah, like... Ooh, right? like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being like, a showdown. What? I'm, You know, I'm eight years old. I don't even know what this... Yeah, what did I and with do? with my mother, like... What? Yeah. So there was that side to her. Now the the positives, the part that I loved is like, guess where I got red lips and blonde hair mm-hmm. and like a flair for showbiz. That mm-hmm. was my mom because her she was so charismatic, yeah, and so likable to outsiders. Right. So like we go to school, everyone loved my mom. I wish your mom was my mom. But then behind closed doors, she was very sensitive and, yeah. and very dysregulated. Yeah. So you know, I didn't feel like I could trust her. Come to her with stuff. I learned to live on my own. Like you just raise yourself essentially.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it is, it is hard. And I feel like that goes for a lot of mental illnesses. Like I've had lots of viewers, even patients alike whose moms were super depressed and it's like the same thing. Mm. They'll put it on to be out if they have to do something, but then at home they're like non,
1: yes, you know, yeah. Well, alcoholism, I think, yes, functions that way too, where it's a secret that the child and the family keeps. Mm-hmm. But and that
0: makes it more, it's like that elephant oh, that grows and grows.
1: Yeah. Terrifying. Cause now you have, yeah. you know, you have to hide that this stuff goes on. Otherwise mm-hmm. child services intervenes or like, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's a whole other. That's a
0: whole. Yeah. So, so how do
1: I deal with it? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I did. I didn't even realize my mom was uh, really this I didn't realize I had issues with my mom until I was really like thirty-two or thirty-four, okay. and I would get off the phone with her, and I would just start shaking
0: and crying, and because you'd had the separation, yeah, so you could sense the difference,
1: a hundred percent, yeah, because she wanted to be gray gardens with me, very enmeshed, and she would. Even you guys sit- don't know
0: what gray gardens is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <I> explain gray <laughs> gardens. Oh my god, it's, you can look it up. Yeah, it's it's a movie where the mother and daughter are essentially in this enmeshed, Mm -hmm. unhealthy relationship. And the the mother really controls the daughter's life. And the daughter's like, I could have been an actress. I could have lived
0: by my own. Like, no, you really could. They're like, no, because you never there was never any healthy boundaries. You were like (laughs) one being. You're
1: one person. So any hoodles. Um, So, yes, I got Tom became my boyfriend, who's my husband now. And she was going through a divorce with her current husband, and I think she felt very slighted by me. Like, how dare you? You, you are, move on, and you are going. Yeah, you are the you dating this loser. She did not like him because he was comedian. He's fucking loser. I was dating a lawyer before, oh. and she liked the lawyer. Yeah. And so I got to find. I started shaking, and and uh, Tom was the first person to point out to me, like, "Hey, you know, that's really not." regular like you shouldn't Mm -hmm. feel so much anxiety around your mom yeah and then i introduced my mom to him and she was really fired up that day she was like (laughs) i went to nordstrom and this motherfucker (laughs) didn't serve me because i am a woman and he was like yo your mom is wild at
0: least he caught her because the worst is when you already tell them that like like something's wrong with my parent then they meet them and they put on Oh, yeah, The they perfect fake it. face. And it's almost like we you take your car into the mechanics, so and you're like, I swear true. to God it was making that noise yeah. yesterday. <laughs>
1: exactly. You're like, no, 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 listen to this. No, shit, something's wrong. Yeah. I promise. I promise. Yeah, she was, and I think because she may have felt free with Tom. Well, maybe because he's such a loser. He's such a fucking loser, right? <laughs> that's true. Oh, my God, I didn't that. need to put that. on
0: airs for him.
1: Wow, she didn't. That's so true. But thank she wasn't, God,
0: because then he got to be like,
1: yeah, I see it. Yeah. And I decided to go. I was like,
0: something is wrong.
1: You know, I'm a, I'm a wreck around her. Mm-hmm. I, and I started to look at different therapy and different therapists. Mm-hmm. And I met with two or three. And that's another thing I feel like telling people is that it's like dating or
0: it's yep. like anything. You may not be a good fit. 100%. It's, it's one of the most important relationships aside from like your partner in life. Oh um, my God.
1: That's a number one is who you marry. Yes. yes we'll Cause like talk about that. It's, ser- it's serious. We talked about that on where my mom's at we when we were just on. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but I think therapy, a lot of people assume that you need to, you just, whoever it is, like whoever you're paired with, you just do do see them. And if you don't like them or if they don't give you good advice or if they're hurtful or anyway, people are like, what well, they know best. They're the doctor. No. You know best,
1: right? Like
0: we we have the tools, but you know you best, and if you're not comfortable, it's not a good fit,
1: right? Because the key is like you're you have to trust this person, Mm -hmm. trust to open up and and feel safe, yeah, and feel like you can
0: on them, totally.
1: So it's important. And I went through two or three people before I found the woman who still treats me to this day, Mm -hmm. who. Saved my life and to completely changed how I think and mm-hmm. react to the world and feel and I God bless this woman. Uh, so any noodles got into therapy, and then it's a painful process of taking space from your borderline mother. Mm-hmm. It, that's she's not gonna probably like
0: that. They no, get very. They upset. don't like boundaries, yeah, or any kind of healthy detachment. Right feels feels it's a wound again. Going back to you know being very sensitive. Yes, it hurts them, but we have to take each person's responsible for themselves
1: a hundred percent. And my mother did not appreciate that, obviously, as well. And so when I went into therapy, she cut off all communication with me and threw mm-hmm. me out of her apartment when I went to visit her. And then, <laughs> so it was like, um, I'm laughing because I, I know it was her illness and not her. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think she was more cogent when I was young, mm-hmm. she was more there. And then as things happened or she became sick and yeah. she got sicker and sicker and became more and more of a shut in towards the end of her life. Mm-hmm. So it was, there was no way to have a relationship because we were not on the same planet. Yeah. But for you, look, uh, person who wrote this mm-hmm. the secret is get some distance between you and mom i don't know how enmeshed you are i don't know how much communication you have with her try to get a little if you're living with her stop <laughs> if you can't
0: get out yeah save out, up and get out
1: and just kind of heal take some space mm-hmm. get to know yourself a lot of children are borderline from my at least i did i didn't even know what colors i liked
0: no because you uh because you can feel so Uh, You're so enmeshed with them and you make decisions based on what you think they're going to like and what you think is going to be okay with them. Therefore, you actually don't know how to tap into yourself and know how you feel, what you like and what you don't like, what's okay and not okay for you. Because there's never been space for that.
1: No, because you, if it angered mother, I Mm. would be excommunicated. Mm -hmm. Quite literally, I'd be thrown out of the house. Yeah. she. I would say, I love pink. Can I have a pink dress? No. You like purple. Purple is your favorite color. Oh, geez. Yeah. It took me, I'm wearing purple pants today. Mm-hmm. It took me about 10 years of therapy before I could even put purple on.
0: Well, yeah, because it was forced <laughs> upon you. <laughs> <laughs> and not that you had anything against purple, but it shouldn't be like, yeah. you don't like this, you like you this. You don't like this, you like this. So there's just a lot of getting to
1: know you. You don't even know who you are when you're the child of a borderline. So. Yeah get into therapy, find someone you trust, find someone that specializes. I would say in that, right.
0: Mm -hmm. There are people who do a lot of therapists who work with borderline patients like myself included do treat the children of them as well, because you understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. And it's okay to ask ahead of time. You can call before you even make an appointment or spend any money. It's okay to say like, Hey, you know, I think my mom had borderline personality disorder and I'm hoping that you understand that. Have you ever treated anybody? Cause I think it's a
1: specific borderlines mm-hmm. are very specific to treat from what I understand. Yes. And it's 100% different. Anyways, get to know yourself. Yeah. I, I also had to spend a lot of time alone because I was so enmeshed with boys. i Oh, of course. Cause you don't have, what's a healthy
0: relationship look like? We don't know.
1: Freaking no idea. Yeah. I literally, I, I rented a house up this stair street in Silver Lake and I lived like Ralph waldo emerson just in nature and i didn't watch television for a year and i was like i'm just gonna write i'm just gonna think i'm just gonna figure out who i am i don't even know who i am mm-hmm. and now i know and now i'm raising my own children and i'm way healthier but it's and it's scary look it's not easy sorry mm-hmm. i know this is such a, this is such a long you're answer, totally but it's, a long, it's, a, I, it's not easy to, i ramble every week okay <laughs>
0: Thank God. And I always say, I'm like, I got way off topic there.
1: Yeah, sorry, but it is terrifying. I'm not going to lie to you and say that. Hey, it's just just go to a therapist. Yeah, you're going to face all your demons, and you're going to cry, and you're going to grieve the mother you never mm-hmm. had. You never had a mom. Sorry, and mm-hmm. it's going to be suck. Yeah, it's grieving. Most of it is grieving.
0: Totally, and like I think the thing also that a lot of people don't understand is like even when we do uh, face our demons and try to fi- find a new way of being and learn who we are. There's still going to be those times when you get super stressed out or something triggers you and you want to act just like you did. Like I was just talking with a girlfriend of mine, um, because she had gone home during quarantine. Like she, she's like 35. And so she went home for a month because she's Uh like, I might as well spend time with family. But, and she was like, I, it was sick for me to be like, I can't be there that long. And she had a great relationship. It caught us by surprise, but you, you, we do that. We go right back into being a teenager. I remember when I was a like 23, 24, when I'd go home for Christmas, I'd be like, I can't come back. Like, I'm acting like an idiot. I'm like a teenager. <laughs> it's, it's like, triggering. I don't want to. Oh, <laughs> you're
1: regressing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so there are times when you will regress, but that doesn't mean you're pro- like, you've lost all your progress. It just means yeah. you're going through a tough time.
1: Regression and also dissociation. I didn't mm-hmm. realize I dissociated Oh yeah. until about two years ago. I didn't realize that not everybody goes out space of their space mo- out <laughs> like
0: hardcore space out
1: hardcore, like, bro. Watch like watching yourself. Yeah. yeah. And not even being in your body for mm-hmm. a day. Cause something would trigger me up so much in therapy or something mm-hmm. would remind me of my mother and I would just be like, oh, I was gone. Mm-hmm. So I did EMDR. Yeah. Good. And it, it's really helped me. That's I wonderful. don't even, I seldom I haven't dissociated in like a while. That's a awesome. Year, I think. Yeah. EMDR bros. Check it out. Yeah. I've
0: talked talked about EMDR and stuff um, and how helpful it can be for people. But dissociation (sighs) is very common when it comes to trauma Mm -hmm. because it's uncomfortable to be in our bodies because we don't know how to like even identify what's happening. We become overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And then I always call it like it's our brain pulling the ripcord. It's like, whoa, whoa, ah,
1: I'm out (laughs) of here. (laughs) So true. I need to take a break. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it happened yeah. when we had fires two years ago, and I had a baby, a six month old, and my son was like, my other son was three, and I completely was just Next out of out. my life. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh my God, I have to flee. I had to evacuate our house. And yeah. I was
0: like, Whoa. yeah, we had to pack up all our stuff. We were, we were like ready for evacuation. What a weird experience to go through your home mm-hmm. and like, what do you need? Oh, <laughs> devastating. I don't wish that on anyone. <laughs> no. It's like, it's a very ugh, heavy, scary. Yeah. Super terrifying. Yeah. Um, so anyway, get help, so Yeah, get help, detach healthfully. Um, as much as you can communicate with your mom for better, for worse, she yep. can react, however, but you can just say like, Hey, I'm working on myself. And I realized I don't really know who I am, you know? So, um, I may not pick up your calls all the time. I may not, you know, I know they'll react and they can react however, but sometimes it's just helpful for us to put words to it. So as best as you can try to explain like, Hey, I'm working on myself or I didn't call you back because you know, I had work that I was doing. It's okay to not be accessible and reachable. Oh,
1: that's another one I learned too, is that I didn't have to read every email she sent me or, mm-hmm. or address every text or every, mm-hmm. you don't have to answer everything all the time. You don't have to be at their beck and call and yeah. constantly. on. But cap. you feel like you have to, because you've been programmed to be, mm-hmm
0: that way so yeah. you
1: have to undo so many process so many things that you were taught
0: yeah yeah so be yeah. patient with yourself be kind yeah. and compassionate is hard um but just given a beat knowing that like maybe you don't reply to that text today you can do it tomorrow or
1: not I know. what i learned too with my mother is that if she didn't get her hooks into me because sometimes she would just fish for like drama like uh-huh. just to get a drama and if i just ignored it she would just go and do it to someone so else, someone else. <laughs>
0: So you don't have to be the, the, it's almost like narcissists are the same where yeah. they'll try to get energy from you. And if they don't get the energy from you, they'll just try someone else. They have a bunch of people that are their sources of energy. <laughs> Poor people. They it's just, so yeah.
1: true. Yeah. It's so true. Cause they're vampire. Well, yep. the narcissists Emotional vampires. Supply. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen uh, what we do in the shadows no. that show on FX? There's a, it's about vampires. It's like the real world of vampires. Uh-huh. And one of them is an emotional vampire.
0: Oh, it's no. So great. I mean, but it's true. Like so we funny. all have people like that in our lives and we've all been people like that yes. at some point in time. Right. It's like when you don't actually want help, but you just <laughs> want to like, shit talk or get them stirred up too because yeah. you misery loves company. Yeah. Like we've all been there. Um so yeah. So be patient, be compassionate towards yourself and one little thing at a time. Each and day read is a about new day. Borderlines read yeah. about
1: what your mom is like. It's it helps. It yeah. helped me significantly to just identify what I had experienced growing up because there's no one else to observe it It was I was an only child So I oh, lived on the upside yeah, down yeah no,
0: no sibling to be like Cause that's the one thing Sean and I always joked If we accidentally had a child We'd have another So they can be like Our parents are fucked up Yeah they are 100%. Like you need one Cause at least my brother and I Can be like Yeah mom was crazy today right Yeah Like even as adults Sometimes my mom will get like Overwhelmed with too many things to do And she'll like Lose her shit a little bit She'll be like You guys just gotta Get us out You know she like <laughs> And she's super meek normally So it's you're like and my brother and I were setting the table for Christmas like a couple of years ago and he's like, Yeah, mom's on one I was like, I know, just put the table just put the table together and shut the <laughs> fuck up. Like, <laughs> yeah. Give her a drink.
1: You need a sibling You need a bounce you need a mirroring, too. Exactly. And like, yeah, so I think like, I, I liken it to the upside down mm-hmm. in what's that show, Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Mm-hmm. Literally, the upside down is how I grew up, where it looked right, but it was something's, wrong. something's in darkness. And so it took me many years to get out of there. You had to pull back out. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. It's weird because it's like the first half of my life. And now I live a completely different life. So yeah. to look back, I'm like, Whoa, who's that person? That was oh, wild, yeah.
0: Bro. That's why I love, I forget who said that, who the quote comes from, but they're like, uh, I've shed many skins of my past self. Um, I wrote it in my first book, something about mm. it, but I like that idea that like, um, even if I pass somebody on the, on the street that I knew like 20 years ago, they wouldn't even know me anymore. Cause I don't look the same. Like, That's I love that bizarre. idea. I don't know what that is, but it's like something about like, I don't even know 16 year old Katie anymore. Like I don't have a, t- like she was, she had no idea what was going on. <laughs> she thought she did, which was the problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she had a really strong sense of self,
1: So totally. don't we regenerate our entire cells yeah. every seven years? Mm-hmm. So we we literally are different people. Yeah. Every seven years. Which that seems about right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a long time,
0: right? Like seven
1: years. Definitely. Totally. Okay. Damn.
0: Yeah.
1: Big question. You guys, that's a big one to start with. Holy Uh, mackerel. I know. Sorry. We just got in the deep end on that one.
0: Oh, this is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, how healthy is it for people to be quote unquote, best friends with their moms at different ages, for example, when they're still minors and growing up or when they're both adults? I just love this question.
1: I can't even answer that. I don't know. Cause I was never tight with mine. So yeah, you tell true.
0: Me. True. Um, I think that until you're fully launched mm. being best friends with your mom, Means your mom is ineffective. It means you don't really have a parent. I agree. And I see it a lot weird, oddly enough. And I'm sorry for any of you who live in this area, but for a year I moved down to Orange County. Um, to be closer to Sean and then was like, I got to get back to LA. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. It just wasn't a fit for me. Imagine yeah. going from Santa Monica to like Laguna Niguel. I was like, right. it's super mellow there. It's uh... a, <laughs> <laughs> it was just suburbia. And I yeah. live in like metropolis. Yeah. And I was like, why don't people, why aren't they out at night? What's happening?' This yeah. is crazy. It's too quiet. Yeah. It wasn't for me. Um, but I found that a lot of the moms dressed just like their daughter. It was a very oh, strange, like bubble of, Society, and not. I'm not saying all of Orange County is like this. I'm just saying when I was down there, that was my personal experience, and I remember thinking to myself how unhealthy that was. Oh yeah. And my supervisor at the time, because I had a. That's when I first started my private practice. Was down there just like a date, one day a week. And Patty, my supervisor, was like, Oh yeah, I make a living out of like helping these children like become uh, un People. like not enmeshed. Yeah, it's back to the enmeshment, really.
1: Yes, and I agree. Whenever I hear a parent, because my mother would say this to me. That Christina and I, we are best friends. <laughs> and I thought, well, whenever I hear an adult woman say mm-hmm. that or whatever, the, the, the child and them, I go, well, then they, you're not doing it right. Because you're not a parent. Then. Yeah. You can't be
0: a friend and a parent. No, bro. And it's you, not that you no. can't be a friendly, understanding, compassionate, great parent. Yes. They're not being friends. Friends are equals, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Intellectually, you
0: can yeah. lean on each other.
1: The parent dynamic it's, is different with a child.
0: It should be parent, child you know, uh, hopefully your wise counsel to some extent, yeah. uh, they have to respect you right. in your rules. And if they're they living lean in into your home. you. Yes. I call my mom versa. still at 36. and I'm like, so I don't understand this. Or like when we were going to buy a car, I'm like, what are things I should ask for? We're looking to purchase a home. What are the, th-? yeah. you know, you, that's what a parent is. She knows because she's been there. Mm-hmm. Um, my friends, I'm like, are you fucking serious? you can believe this guy. Well, like we just shoot the shit, right? And I'm like, Sean leaving a mess and like yeah. you just that's friendship. And you're equals. Yes. Now, however, a lot of people have
1: noticed in adulthood, uh, they forge more of a friendship with their adult parent. Which and I think is okay. Is that normal? If you're like because yes. I noticed Tom and his dad. Tom's dad will now tell him like you know I loved a woman with a full bush in the 70s <laughs> yes. and Tom's like oh my god Top Dog like you never used to say that stuff and I love now, his voice his yes, dad's voice he's the, he's the sweetest guy hey buddy yeah hey buddy it's Top Dog <laughs> but Top Dog will even be like I like big racks uh-huh. back at, you know and I'm like I don't know if that affects Tom because my dad's always been inappropriate with me like he's yes. always told me that kind of stuff so I'm
0: like I don't know. Is that, is that okay? I think it is okay because the, the dynamic has shifted. The parent is no longer responsible for the child. Yes, I know once you're a parent, you're always a parent. You're never going to not feel responsible, but I, I'd like to hear from you guys too, is like, I think that once I moved out of my mom's home and maybe like five years had passed, there was a period of time when it was still like, I was like a child, you know,
1: after, Oh, in your twenties, you're yes. still a baby. Yes. Forget about it.
0: I think Even it was probably 30s. around late. Uh, honestly, I think it might've been my age, but also I got married. Mm-hmm. Cause I got married right before I turned 30. And I think that it was around that time that like my relationship with my mom shifted from her being like, I'm disappointed in you, you know, blah, 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 <laughs> or shit like that. Like parent stuff. You're like, I don't care. Yeah. You know, she's me. like, what could you have done to get an A in that class? I don't understand. Um, you know, to like, how are you doing? You know, what's, what's happening? Did you guys yeah. find a good apartment? Are you feeling settled? You know, basic, like more equal talk. Um,
1: but still, you wouldn't be like, man, Sean's D was on point last never. night. Never. But there are some moms and daughters that do, I think. Yeah. And that, I don't know. I don't like that. That's a tricky,
0: I don't like that either. I think that there are certain things. And sometimes I'm always, I don't know if you think this too, but as an American, I'm like, are we just so pinned up about sex that some things are uncomfortable for me and not for other cultures? But uh. this, these are, aren't blanket statements, but I really think that the dynamic between a parent and a child is never best friends. Mm. It just goes from this like uh I don't know, like hierarchy for lack of a better term. Um, you know, where you're actually parenting to not a- active parenting. Uh, sure. Where you're more friendly. Mm-hmm. But they're still your parent. Like I talk yeah. to my mom differently than I talk to my friends, but I do talk to her every day.
1: Yeah. I think for me, I would never want my sons to know everything. Yeah, about. it's really not well, they're your children. There's certain right.
0: views you're going to want them to have of you. There's certain things that they shouldn't know about yeah I there agree. needs to be healthy boundaries still every relationship needs healthy boundaries and this is no different
1: i agree and as far as sexuality i agree that yes americans are a little more puritanical at times about are just weirder yeah like we're more weirded we're like,
0: out yeah, like, <laughs> full bush yeah it's so
1: silly it's like it's just skin it's mm-hmm. just skin and folds it, yeah. and who cares but because yeah. but i do believe in an openness about one's genitals yes N- not showing mine but like
0: um but the natural curiosity and like answering real questions yes, like
1: julian was playing with himself as he took it my son my two-year-old and i'm like oh you're playing with your penis and i like to say the word uh-huh. and like because he was laughing at me and like look acknowledge when i'm doing something naughty and uh-huh. I, I don't want him to
0: feel it's naughty. Or feel weird about it yeah like
1: hey guess what that's your penis mm-hmm. i have a vagina it's okay
0: yeah it's but, part of the human body don't need to be embarrassed about it you know
1: it. what's weird so i'm wearing my mom's at. i get people who we used to do mom fails, which is a segment. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And people, so many, so many people were writing in going, my baby found my vibrator and started sucking on it. Or so they, my kids walked in on us doing it. And I'm like, they first, don't
0: know what's happening really. Well, but why lock why is your it door, out? Yeah, why is it out? lock your door, get hide your stuff right now. Get a lock. Yeah. Like, like, put even just one of the little like hook to- yeah, <laughs> get a freaking lock. Dudes, hide your stuff that yeah. you don't
1: want. your. It's so easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is so I easy. It, I get,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Fired up, man.
0: But also just know that I feel like almost every child has walked in on their parents and they, they'll normal. be okay. Yeah. Oh and they, yeah, they're fine. And B, they're really, if it depends on how old they are, but usually A, they don't remember because they're too young. B, they don't know what's happening. They're just startled because you're startled. Because <laughs> you're uh. like, ah. And if they're little, they're like, they don't know. They don't even understand. That's true. With her two, two's yeah. not going to get four. No, um, even, I mean, we don't form long-term memories till five. Oh. So not that you can't be affected, but it's like stuff like that. Like it's not going to be like a long-term memory that we form. Well, that's good to know. So yeah. Yeah. Something to keep in mind. That is good.
1: <laughs> you got five years <laughs> Traumat- to get it together. <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh my God. I mean,
0: attachment happens then, but you've already, you've already nailed that.
1: I've done attachment. Come on now.
0: Okay. This, um, this is interesting. This is kind of up your alley too. And then the next question is like, okay. So opinions on not wanting a previously absent neglectful and sometimes abusive parent ever in your life again. (laughs) Is it okay to not accept the love and presence that they are now offering? I want her to stay away because it's too late. And frankly, I don't need it. People seem to be struggling with the guilt and all, but I personally don't think I, and don't feel bad at all. I just, I think I've just resented her too much. And we had a lot of follow ups about the like, uh, when's it too late? What's too late mean? So we'll get into that later. But um, you, did you cut ties completely with your mom or your dad?
1: Yes. Uh, my mother, because she, she cut ties with me. Um, and never came back around?
0: No. Oh, oh, well, I know it got hard for her at the end. You said she was really isolated. She was
1: very, she was a shut in and, and I believe <laughs> had turned of schizophrenic and psychotic. She Mm -hmm. was like writing weird things. Yeah. She, she'd lost her mind. Essentially. Some
0: people can have psychosis as a part of different mental illnesses. If it goes untreated for too long, not everybody, but, um, I've even had patients who, if they stay in their depressive episodes really long time and don't get treatment, they'll have to start having kind of psychotic thoughts. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean we're like, completely losing. Our minds are crazy, which means we need treatment.
1: Yeah. She, she was far gone. She was highlighting yeah. um, instructions for the microwave and oh. yeah, she was circling things. She like was making connections e- of things that, that don't, don't exist yeah. and stuff. So
0: yeah. Psychosis.
1: Sorry. What was the question now? So oh, we, so they, we, they were saying
0: like uh, opinions on not wanting to have uh, like, have someone an abusive parent well, ever yeah. in your life again. Why,
1: why would you? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think people, like I wouldn't let strangers treat me the way my parents
0: have in some moments. Right. Think about that. It's, it's like, <laughs> let that sink in. Cause it, it is there. I've said this on other podcasts before, but we don't owe our parents anything.
1: That's hundred percent. Right. And
0: a lot of uh, toxic parents will try to, convince you otherwise thinking that because they fed you and clothed you and did things that fucking parents are supposed to do that all, and they decided to bring you into this world, they made a conscious decision that then we have to pay penance for that. Yeah, Like, I don't know if this it's, you don't owe, I don't know how many times people need to hear it, but you don't owe your parents anything when we have the opportunity to decide whether or not we want them in our lives then you get to choose, like I choose to keep my mom in my life because she's been super supportive and loving and wonderful. And sure, we fight sometimes because we're people and we have a relationship that we work on, but I choose because we have, she has mutual respect. There's understanding. There's a relationship that's been built by both parties.
1: That's, and that's a really important distinction you're making Mm -hmm. is that your mother takes responsibility for her side of your relationship with her. Now Mm -hmm. I would ask this person, how willing is that parent to try to change. Have they changed? Have it sounds they? like they're
0: trying to, because says, is it okay to not accept the love and presence that they're now offering? You still get to choose. Yeah.
1: It's always a choice. And it sounds like you use the word resentment. So mm-hmm. then is, is part of this problem, you processing resentment. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done processing, see how you feel. Maybe yeah. you want
0: that relationship. Maybe you don't. And I think, and that's the truth. I like that. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. And I think we can change as things go. Yeah. So like, as we're working on our own, in our own therapy, trying to figure out and process all the shit they put us through, <laughs> yeah, that's really
1: it, right? Like, yeah. It's kind of like, do I want to? Do this more? Yeah.
0: Do I want to pile more shit onto my pile that I'm trying to sort through? (laughs) But if they change, because I do, I mean, I make a whole living on the belief people can change. So,
1: and I believe they can too. Yes. I whole, if, if there's a will,
0: if there's a want. But again, I've said this in a video a while ago, forgiveness does not have to equate to reconciliation. Mm, Say that again. I know. Forgiveness does not equal reconciliation. I can forgive, but that doesn't mean I, I have to let you back in and i think that's a powerful distinction because in this situation just cuz they're offering things you can say like i forgive you from the past you can process it sounds like you, there's some processing that needs to happen cuz you resent you resent her still mm-hmm. which is fully warranted and okay yeah and
1: it might take years to get through that resentment yes. and grief <laughs>
0: exactly but at that point then it's like then you get to decide where you want that to go, and that place could just be. I want to be able to forgive her because forgiveness actually lets us off the hook. People mm-hmm. always think, "Oh, it lets the other person off the hook." No, we're just saying, you know what? I don't want to have to deal with this shit anymore. I'm letting it go.
1: I have such a hard time understanding forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I, I it's I, really complicated. I don't understand it. Explain it.
0: Explain it. When you have so- a shitbird parent, <laughs> forgiveness. I think we have to start talking about it differently because forgiveness doesn't mean what you did was okay.
1: But okay, let's start. Take one step back. Mm -hmm. When I hear forgiveness, I grew up in the Catholic school tradition, Mm -hmm. and I equate it with like some kind of a religious like I forgive you for doing that thing you did, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to forget it. It's it's yeah, forgive
0: and forget, and all that. Mm -hmm. It's
1: I don't know. So tell it's complicated. I don't get it.
0: I think. We equate forgiveness with reconciliation or with, um, like condoning behavior mm. when forgiveness really means, you know what? I don't have the like ability to keep thinking and talking about this. <laughs>
1: 100%. And I'm, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it go. You've exhausted me so much
0: that I'm going to let it I'm go. I'm just going to let this one go. Yeah. But it doesn't mean what you did was okay. Mm. And it doesn't mean that I want you in my life. It just means I can't deal with it anymore. Yeah. Like I don't have the capacity and it's, it sounds, it's hard to keep, to hold that because we equate forgiveness with reconciliation. We equate forgiveness with like, it's okay that you did that. I forgive you. Like, uh, do 10 Hail Marys and you're good kind of thing. Right. Right. And that's not the same thing. No. And I, cause what- in order for that to happen, they have to repent. And then that's we have to accept. Gonna, that's do you what I'm I mean? Saying. There's a process that comes with uh, full repentance, that's slash huge. acceptance, and then forgiveness. Yes, that's a different thing than just me deciding to forgive you, regardless of what you do.
1: Because the repentance—that's ne- <laughs> why you're, well, toxic parents seldom get to repenting. Yes, that part doesn't happen and you know what really bothers me a lot in the movies and in tv shows is like someone will have just a shitbird parent Mm -hmm. and then by the end of the movie the parent has apologized and repented and now everything's good it's like did that really happen like sometimes if people can change Mm.
0: but they have that's not something that we have to plan on count on or give let them back in because of do you know what Uh, i mean
1: i do I a hundred percent do. And
0: it's hard. It's because things are so complicated again. Like forgiveness is a complicated word. Parents and family is a complicated word. I know. Cause we think that that equates to other things. So just pay attention to what assumptions you're making about certain words in certain situations. That's a really good point. Cause forgiveness doesn't, isn't repentance. No. And it isn't reconciliation. No. Forgiveness is, I can't hate you anymore.
1: Cause it's too much.
0: It's too much. It's, it's too heavy of a weight. It's Too big of a burden. I'm going to let it go. Yeah. Doesn't mean that I'm going to let it happen again.
1: Well, that's, that's the other side. So a lot of children that grew up with alcoholic or borderline parents don't understand boundaries.
0: Mm, no. And, and you give them an that. inch and they want to take a foot. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's kind of like the, um, mm. the other questions were like, what do you do if they don't stop calling?
1: It's, <laughs> <and> when, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, um, te- like texting you what a mm. piece of shit you
0: are. Emailing you laundry lists of things you've done or how horrible of a fucking human you are. I can't tell you the toxic shit that I've seen from my I've patients. Yeah.
1: Look at my email. I, I you want to look at my account? <laughs> shit. I have some stuff on deck. I can show you from my, <laughs> I mean, well, Here's what helps me with forgiveness in my parents, at mm-hmm. least with my mother now that she's passed and like, I'm a mom now and mm. I really see how how well she did considering all the stuff yeah. she was
0: dealing with. Yeah, your dad being an immigrant, having borderline personality disorder, like all this.
1: And not like people went to therapy in the 80s. No,
0: and also I'm pretty sure hung, like Hungarians aren't. Oh.
1: <laughs> Hilarious, <laughs> yeah. Culturally? Yeah because there's it's frowned upon uh-huh. you what or you fucking pussy like it's yeah. so you're considered it's it's a culture that frowns on smiling
0: like in oh, my yeah. parents would go to a restaurant it's like germany kind of Yeah, yeah. i know i've lots of germans out there but i remember going <laughs> going to germany and, and telling Sean, is everybody just unhappy He's like oh no this is just germans it's they just stoic. don't smile because i'd be like Donkeys. good morning yeah. like moin. Yeah. and they'd be like yeah you know yeah. who are you and i'd be like
1: american <laughs> well that's why i love i love americans but if you go to Hungary and you smile at someone, they think like, they think you're, well, they think we're
0: donkeys Oh, like, because
1: yeah. they just think it's a sign of stupidity. Like, what is this? What are you smiling it's about? It's like they're
0: Dwight from the office. He's yeah, like,
1: yeah. he always says like showing your teeth
0: is like a sign of weakness.
1: or Yeah. Something. yeah. But I think, uh, um, but understanding where my parents came from and the context of why they act the way they do mm-hmm. really helps me forgive,
0: mm-hmm. helps me
1: go like, yeah, but they didn't have a chance. Yeah.
0: Like, who yeah. raised this them? This was the way that they're the cards were sacked against them hugely, mm-hmm. but you can break the cycle. And I am man. And it, 10 yes. years of therapy, yeah. breaking it, whoop, breaking whoop. it. <laughs> but that's, and that's like the, the forgiveness part The like, I'm not going to let myself continue to be attached to this. I'm not going to act out of this anymore. And so you already kind of have forgiven, even though there's no, uh, they had there's there was no repentance and there was no acceptance of the repentance. Do you know right. what I mean? Yes. Like if yes. we think of it in that way, then I, th- then I think it's a little easier. So I would just, um, yeah, I think that's kind of important. To, well,
1: mm-hmm. what you just said is everything, because if you haven't acknowledged that you've, you're you grieving a relationship you never had and that, 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 you're going to continue to act in reaction to your yes. upbringing. Yes. So you're actually not healed yet because you're just like, well, my mom likes purple. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm going to like red or I'm going to like mm-hmm. green and I'm going to show her. Then and you're I'm- like
0: acting out of it still.
1: You're still in it. Yep. So to get free of that cycle of reacting, mm-hmm. of reacting, I'm going to do a, a complete opposite. Yeah. And you I think to, that's the oh, resent. I think
0: that's what this person is still experiencing, which is fine. Like I said, like, a, you know, it's, of course,
1: it's a site, it's a process. It is it's
0: such a process. And then someone had asked, um, like, what do you do if they don't start? Don't stop calling. Oh, you ignore it. You just ignore. Um, and, <laughs> you I know that, and you can, I know you have free will exercise that right because they're not being considerate of you think about it would mm-hmm. you call somebody 20 times or send them a shitty email or shitty text and expect a response
1: they you know it's inappropriate so yes. don't merit it don't yeah. give it anything
0: I, it's like uh like we talk about online like i don't pet the trolls if people want to shit talk me i just ignore them or block them or, mute them well, or all of the above
1: what kind of maniac leaves a
0: negative comment Who on a free time? video i know
1: it's free you don't like it? Click off. Watch something else. Yeah. To
0: take the time to leave shitty comments. Yeah. Oh, it's banana. It's bananas. So, and think of the same. It's like, they're putting all this energy into sending you toxic shit. We don't have to, you know, we don't you don't ha- have to be like, thank you. May I have yeah, more? Give me, please, sir. Give me some more.
1: <laughs> mm, i like another helping of bullshit. I loved it bullshit. so much before.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then someone Jeez. says like, when is it too late? How do we define too late? Um, Because this person says, what if I want my parents around, but not too much in a parent way, because that freaks me out because they hurt them over and over. So like, if they're capable. Yeah. If they, if they repent, if they ask, if they ask for your forgiveness, if they change their behavior and you're willing to accept them in, in a way that feels good for you, more power to you, man.
1: Great. There are some parents, I read this in a book. Some parents can only do chit chat. Some parents yes. you can only like call and talk about the game mm-hmm. the weather the weather and uh-huh. that's that's intimacy for them
0: and i think that's okay I sometimes so something that i um i think we all have to do i've talked about this multiple times like in with our parents as we get older we realize that our parents aren't all knowing yeah and they have their own shit yeah and then we should try to make a list of the things that we would want from a parent in an ideal world, in a Lifetime movie, like best thing ever. And then what we know they're able to give (laughs) us.
1: Lifetime movies really sweet. It's it's like, can you watch those really? No. No. And the Hallmark ones are tougher. I mean, sometimes maybe around
0: Christmas just because I want to get the warm fuzzies. Yeah, yeah, yeah but not too much <laughs> in moderation. Oh my God. But then write the list of like what they're able to give and then yeah. allow yourself to grieve the difference.
1: That is such a great idea. So write, write who they are, who you want them to uh-huh. be and grieve the, what you want them to be
0: list. Yeah. Just the things that aren't happen. on the other list. Yeah. And it, everyone's we're, we're all human and we're only capable of so much. Yeah. And unfortunately our parents aren't perfect and they're not capable of Always of giving us what we need, the full list. Yeah. So. Yeah,
1: and hey, man, I think you're blessed if you can get half the list. One hundred percent. Jeez. Yeah. What's normal?
0: How much of I a mean, list can you get? I even think half is pretty normal. Three quarters is like fucking amazing. <laughs> you, you think about you know, because like, think of your like wish list of uh, even a spouse, right? Yeah. Like what you dream of a dream. Yeah. Oh, Let's and see. then and then like what ends up working for you and being the healthy relationship. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing for it not to be the dream list it's just life it, it's like no but this I, I thought i wanted this i thought this would be better but actually this is is good
1: yeah yeah you know can't always get what you want but sometimes sometimes you don't need what you get want, what you need
0: you do yeah exactly can't always get <laughs> yeah.
1: what you want Dango. it's true he wrote it because it's true Yeah. It, it is so true because
0: yeah Sometimes what we want isn't what we need.
1: It's not, and you're usually misguided in what what you th- what you think you want.
0: It's and really it's not born that. out of unhealthy assumptions, yeah. expectations, yeah. society.
1: Yeah, man, that's right? all. Other t- that's
0: a podcast. that's this whole podcast in and of <laughs> itself. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, this one I think is good, and it's it's something that I'm interested to hear your take yeah, on. Sure, I'd be curious to hear both Katie's clinical perspective and Christina's comedian perspective mm. for this question why do so many comedians and artists have mental health issues and which came first, the mental health abnormality or the art, or is it a matter of personality? Inquiring minds would love to know any thoughts or insight.
1: Oh my God. You go first.
0: I think, um, this is just my, assumption. I'm, I'm making a lot of assumptions here. My, I think that the mental illness came first Yeah. because the art is the way to process it. Because yeah. I can't tell you how yeah. many of my patients, like if we talk about artists as a whole, how many of my patients love to create music, hmm. sculpt, uh, dance, uh, and then comedians, I don't think are any different. Like you've said, that's how you process what you're thinking. Yeah. So that, that would be my thought. So I think the mental health issues come first and then the art.
1: Katie, I'm going to agree with you on your assessment. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's because also, at least in comedy, it takes a lot of tragedy, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have kind of the, the tragedy and then the brain that can process that and make it something good. Yes. So it's funny because I, I miss the comedy store so much because mm-hmm. it's all my wacky friends. It's all the crazies and it's we're, such a
0: fun place. God the damn energy. it. I, I was know. so glad we, Sean and like, I went that one time. I know. Like Before I'm like, we should have gone back like right away
1: <laughs> every Aww. night, you know, or <laughs> like. <laughs> one day one day it'll come back it
0: will it will
1: but i love to think about all my friends and now i used to be like god i'm not part of, i'm not messed up like they are and now i'm like of course i am we're all messed up and i love it and i love that i can go dude what's up with so-and-so what's their thing mm-hmm. well that person grew up this way so that <laughs> i'm guessing so-and-so's got this disorder and that one and mm-hmm. now that like I'm open about it. Everyone's open. Mm-hmm. It's it's so great that you find your your wacky tribe. Now, that being said, A um, how many people with mental illness are? Accountants, nurses, oh, oh, yeah, it doesn't CEOs, discriminate. Bus drivers, postal workers. baristas, Yeah. Therapists. Therapists. We're the worst. <laughs> Well, you have to be wacky to... <laughs>
0: yeah. Just to be alive, you have to be wacky a little bit.
1: Well, let's talk about that. What percentage of the population do you think has mental health issues? A
0: lot. So um, what is it? I forget the statistic. I'm, you guys check, like Google check me, um, but it's one in four are affected.
1: Okay. One in four. So you have means- a mom or mm-hmm. an uncle
0: or da, da, da. And that means, and like anxiety is our largest mental illness in anxiety the world. Anxiety and depression. Yeah. I'm going to guess. And it's like 40 million people or something with anxiety. Again, I haven't checked. It's like I'm pulling that deep in front of my brain.
1: But I'm talking like DSM. Like diagnosable.
0: like Yeah. I mean, I think debilitated by a mental illness. I probably, I'd say a good 30, 40% of the population. Like if you look at the the data and I'm, it's, I did this for the first book. So it's been like years ago that I read about it, but the amount of uh, income they feel is lost every year due to mental illness in the U S alone is like a staggering number, meaning people that just can't we all know right it gets really hard to function so we're not able to go into work like we have to call in sick and mm. and we go on disability um the amount of of money income that's lost due to mental illness is like staggering i believe it's it. in the billions and i forget exactly how many billions well, i read every migra- year
1: migraine migraine people call in with migraine and mm-hmm. what i used to get those before i got into therapy mm-hmm.
0: uh, correlation right. oh 100 <laughs> physical health mental health it's all part of the same body. Yeah. I don't know why we pretend that one is so different than the other. Well, isn't there
1: that thing like the body never forget, the body it, holds the mm-hmm.
0: holds the, the trauma.
1: trauma?
0: Yeah. There's that book The Body Keeps the Score. The body keeps the score. You'd love that book. Have you I've read, it? read it? Okay. I was like I'm oh, so good. On. Hello, EMDR. <laughs> uh-huh. It's so interesting. It's he, he's so great. Um but yeah, your body does, never forgets. There's actually cellular memory. That's why even um I forget who it was. It was doing a research study on like body memories Mm. and people who like, let's say had been like choked as part Mm. of their trauma, like fingerprints will show up on their neck when they talk about it. Like your body doesn't forget. Isn't that crazy? But it
1: makes sense. And I know this analogy is probably very inappropriate and improper, (laughs) but I don't know if you've ever rescued a shelter dog. You ever rescued an animal? Yep. No matter how much you train them.
0: No, they're still traumatized. And yes. they still act some like even Corny was their dog's name that we rescued. He was, and we got him when he was a pretty little puppy, but even as an, he was still very jumpy, always very jumpy. And he was a pit bull, like a hundred pounds. He's a big ass dog, but he did not feel that way ever. He was, he was a afraid cat or afraidy mm-hmm. dog. A dog. <laughs> How
1: dare you miss species. I know my, oh. animals, but yeah, but uh, we had a dog Fief, that we rescued and, and, There was something, I had two dogs, one that I got as an eight week old and FIFO, who I rescued Uh as a four-year-old. I would put a treat down. FIFO would gobble that treat up. No, he'd take it, he'd hoard it somewhere, hide it, make sure it's gone. Uh The other dog would look at the treat, I'm not into it now, leave the treat, come back to it later.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. There's no uh, sense of urgency because I know I'll get it again think of, you know, children, right? Wow. right? Um, a lot of my patients who've been abused as children or, and like neglected become binge eaters.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Because I don't know when I'm going to go without. And then food's comfort, right? It means love. It means someone's sure. taken care of. It's so complicated stuff like that, but yeah, trauma. That's why I'm almost finished with my book all about trauma.
1: You're what a timely thing. And I think people are really going to
0: appreciate this. I hope it's not a no. turd writing such a weird process. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you I've kind of know in your own way, writing, you write comedy is a little different
1: because yeah. I can try it. And if it sucks, I can, I, I edit as I go. Yeah. See, this is like, boring. you gotta,
0: I mean, your editor edits it and I read it and I'm like, I think it's good.
1: It's gotta be. Maybe I'll first send it to you make great. sure it's not a
0: piece of shit. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, please. I'm sure it's not a piece of shit. I love your uh, first book. Really. I have it on my nightstand. So it's fantastic. I had it for a long time. Oh, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad, glad it was helpful. I moved, yeah. but anyway,
0: but yeah, so trauma is interesting that way.
1: Yeah. I think it's just your wires, you mm-hmm. know, you're when I watch my two little ones now, I'm like, Oh, there's all the wiring. It's, mm-hmm. did you grow up in a home where people were relaxed mm-hmm. or you were accepted? Did you grow up in a home where you heard screaming all the time? Yeah. you were cowering. You were hiding. Did you worry about whether or not there was enough to go around? Yeah. That's formative.
0: 100%. Yeah. Um, I read, do you read the glass castle? I think it's called. No.
1: What's that? Oh,
0: I wonder if I have it. I think I probably gave it away. It was someone's memoir. All right. Because yeah. this woman. Um, And I'll double check that that's, I think that is the name of it, but, oh, it's like her parents, she had a very messed up childhood of like neglect mm-hmm. and not feeding them. And they would like go, uh, her and her siblings, um, you know, definitely she's been in therapy to deal with the trauma, but talk about not getting enough and getting the power turned off on them and no water and all sorts of stuff like that. Cause her dad was like a gambler oh. and an alcoholic. Oh. And anyway, it's, it's a, it's a very dark story, but it's also a very powerful, like, I don't know, something about it was so healing to me. I was like, it's probably was helpful for her to write this out yes, and to get it out. And also she's like, she's doing fine. Yeah. I think it's a hopeful, like I'm so good. I can write about this yeah, and think, share it with other people. Well, so of they can get better.
1: Art is the expression of all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. funny. I, someone once said to me, you know, the big correlation between comedians is a lot of us grew up poor. Mm-hmm. A lot of them grew up with money issues. Mm-hmm. Ralphie may used to talk about growing up and severely destitute conditions. Um. Who was it? Richard Pryor grew up. He worked in a brothel when oh, he geez. was his mother. Real? Oh or yes, his I grandmother remember. was a madam or something. Uh huh. I mean, yeah. So it's all in the wires in the beginning.
0: Yeah. No, it really is. Yeah, you see
1: the world, and it's hard to undo those.
0: Yeah, it takes a lot of uh, thought, awareness. Yeah, and like uh, just like a strong will. Like you have to be, you have to push back. Resilience. Uh-huh. That That's resilience, man. That's my therapist man. tells me. <laughs> That's the chapter I just finished with oh, building oh, resilience. A, how do you build that in the child? Tell there's me a, so I can. Well, there's a lot of ways. I think uh showing behavior of you doing things to help yourself yeah. is the real key that gives those children a leg up on the other's children whose parents did not process Meaning,
1: well. So give me like,
0: like, uh, if you're upset and you're having a bad day, it's okay to tell like Ellis or Julian, like, Hey, I had a bad day. So I'm going to, I'm going to go for a walk. Do you want to go for a walk with me? Mm. Or, um, just give you know, give mom 10 minutes. I got a journal a little bit. I had a tough time today or I'm feeling tired or it's okay to express like I'm sad like, or I'm going to or...
1: have a glass of wine. She,
0: no, <laughs> no, <laughs> you mom's can gonna, do like, that, but, mid- <laughs> but yeah. don't express that.
1: No, that. no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. So just mirroring, um, proper behaviors and just eating, sleeping, drinking water, showering, like taking care of your baby, be- you know? Oh, yeah. And talking to them about it, which sounds simple, but not all parents do that. And mirror that or not mirror, but like show that kind of behavior.
1: Man, I got to I think I brought this up on my show, but I was watching the very first episode of Sesame Street from 1969. Yes. And what was brilliant, brilliant is that they showed a four or five year old child. I'm brushing my teeth and Mm -hmm. they just showed it every a live action kid. Mm -hmm. And my sons were riveted at watching another child uh-huh. brush their teeth because they're doing
0: something they're learning to do.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I thought, oh, the simplicity and and they're riveted not so much by Elmo and the stuff they show today, but of a real mm. kid doing the thing. They're, yep. Yeah, that
0: they're going that they're dealing yeah. with. And so I think cool. that's why I think that's the magic of parents demonstrating behavior and also having siblings.
1: Yeah, because I so mean cool. I
0: had an older brother, and for better or for worse, I learned things earlier than most of my my friend cuz he was almost 4 years older. Oh. So he'd be like Santa Claus isn't real oh my and God. you know, and my mom would be like Nicholas. No. You know, he just did this shit and no. so she's like so angry. But um but you do need someone to like help teach you, help show you. Yeah. Um and I think more of that television needs to exist. Like I think just so just showing children how to do certain things, demonstrating healthy behaviors, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, cuz it's it is the puppets are cool, don't get me wrong, but it's like What's more riveting than seeing somebody like you. I doing, know doing, especially as a child. It's so special to it see is. another child acting normal. Yes. I think now like Nickelodeon version of children is like, hey, Oh, that's so Raven. Or, I don't even know. I don't, like I don't know either, but I'm, I'm like, like, I don't know. The Jonas Brothers, is Carly, that, is that still a know. thing? <laughs> like those kids are acting. I'm saying, like yes. I, I mean, you just need
0: children. Yeah. Like I used to love, um, everybody, Sean, and I talked this on our podcast, but how everybody had their morning, uh, children's person. Oh, I had yeah. Ramblin' Rod. Oh, it's in the man. Pacific Northwest man, Ramblin' Rod. And the kids would be on with Ramblin' Rod and they'd be like one of you gets to introduce the next show and he'd be <gasps> like me 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 and then they'd pick they'd be like okay you Jeff, you know, and Jeff would come out and it's just a regular kid yeah, He'd be like, "Thanks, Rambling Rod," and they're so stoked, you know. Yeah. Uh, next, we're gonna watch, and it would they'd would introduce his show, and um, and then they get like a pin off of his vest. He had filled with pins, and I think children. I used to get so excited, I'd be like, "Mom, I want to go on Rambling yeah, Rod," yeah.
1: <laughs> and she'd be like, "Uh huh, uh huh, never gonna happen." Yeah, not. Well, we do had. That. I know I had Captain Kangaroo. Yes. And, yeah, but I don't know who this was. It was the end of some show, and it was a similar thing where she goes, "Well, let me take out my magic mirror and see who's watching today." Uh-huh. I see Patty and Susan uh-huh. and Rick oh. and Steve. and I was like Christina, Christina.
0: yeah, Christina Oh my fucking God like right? she sees me. you want to have a common name because yeah. they'll that's like Sean. <laughs> oh my god that's so funny. I love that. Sean yeah. loved that the the astronauts and NASA they would be like and we're This one goes out too, and they'd say a few children's names. Who children are watching? And one time they said the name Sean and he went nuts. Yeah. And he was like, I knew it. I knew, you know, you think it's so funny, but you need that. I feel like as a child, it's that magic, that connection that like I can do it too. And
1: magic, even the Muppet show, I loved that growing up. It was simple. Mm -hmm. It was. It was wild and, you know, there were people with the puppets. I don't know. Yeah. it's, a it's diff- It was a different time. It was I guess. a different time.
0: But I think there is some importance to children seeing like me, like modeled healthy behavior. Oh, 100%. And that's really the best thing parents can do. You don't have to know all the answers. You don't have to be able to do everything perfectly. You just have to show that you're trying and communicate.
1: My two-year-old, every time someone walks into our house, someone's like, hey, how are you doing? How was your day? And now he, Julian, oh, he goes, does it. Goes, how was your day? Like he just, oh, cute. Because he picks, uh-huh. yeah, because, uh, yeah, that makes me crazy when you walk into somebody's home and their children don't acknowledge, they're just watching TV or so I'm like, oh, dude, yeah. be a fucking person. Yeah, Say hello. like acknowledge
0: oh. another human in our space.
1: Yeah. So yeah. now he
0: does. Yeah. How yes, was I your day? It. How was your day? That's That's so cute. I know, too cute. I want 10 more now. Uh, yeah. Too old. <laughs> okay. That was a good one
1: that was a good one.
0: Um, okay. We have, let's do one more question. Cause I sure, feel like we're running it, we We talk a lot. You guys could just, you know,
1: whatever. Well, you know, what's anyone doing? It's
0: the pandemic. Okay. Whatever. So this, this one we'll do cause it's a mommy. It's mm. a, um, okay. Hi, Katie plus mommy.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm 29 years old, single parent. I adopted two children from foster care.
1: Wow. Bless you. Uh,
0: that's something I've considered as well. They <gasps> came to me I mean do it I don't know but like I've considered it
1: watch the movie my husband was in um instant family oh okay watch that movie okay it'll make you cry and it'll make you want to foster and well I the adopt.
0: foster care system's so messed up and there's so many lovely children just it's really sad I think so, I want
1: to do that too in my because I've
0: worked in the foster care system at like this home for foster teens and it's like devastating so I mm. they need they need loving care so Bless it's you for amazing. doing that. Says uh, they came to me at six and eight and were adopted at ages 10 and 12. That's such a big deal for Aww. them. I love them with my entire body and wouldn't change any of the decisions that I've made, but I don't consider myself a quote unquote real mom.
1: Oh, stop.
0: I don't feel like a mom or have that biological maternal instinct. Hmm. I have a lot of mom friends that have so much anxiety about something bad happening to their kids, but I never feel anything like that. It's because you're not anxious. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I find myself thinking a lot about what my life would be like if I hadn't fostered. I feel tons of guilt about this. And I wonder if it's possible to have some sort of postpartum depression after fostering or adopting. I also wonder if I didn't feel a deep maternal connection because I didn't care for them as babies. Mm -hmm. And when, when I announced that I was having a guest, she crossed her fingers. It'd be you.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. I think what you're talking about, is, I think the experience, I don't know, because I've never fostered a child. I've only ever done bio, bio kids. Mm-hmm. The pregnancy and the birthing and all that stuff, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing. It it's can be traumatic
0: thing. for people. It, the hormones shifting does, you know, postpartum depression, anxiety, uh, all that stuff.
1: Right. And so what, you, what you're talking about, that overprotectiveness, I believe is kind of a carryover from their infancy stages. Mm-hmm. When you're like, <laughs> well, they're so fragile. Yeah, <laughs> I scratch them with my fingernail. Oh my god, they're gonna die. Yeah, or yeah. just like the wobbly time where they are they can yep. fall over and fucking knock all their teeth out or yeah. crack their and heads. their open. heads aren't like
0: fully. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's really that you're not seeing them as they are. In the, for instance, my four and a half year old is way more
0: adept and mm-hmm. agile than the two year old. And she got hers at six and eight. So so they're like little humans already. Like yeah, you know what I mean. They have yeah. little personalities and they can speak full sentences and.
1: Yeah. So that maternal, that quote, it sounds like you're equating the maternal thing with the anxious thing. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe because you didn't go through that really, really fucked up. And it's actually, if I could, I would take Two two year olds over one newborn. Oh, I hate one, the newborn phase. Well,
0: and they call it the fourth trimester for a reason. Oh, it's horrible. They they aren't sufficient. In they can't help themselves at all. I know. And it's, you're so wrecked.
1: Like yeah. you you you've had you've been depleted for nine months. Mm-hmm. Like it's sucking
0: you. It's it's physical. And then you birth. And then you can't sleep, dude. It's, and then your bits are all messed up and hurt. Everything. You have to like spray the thing and wear the bad <laughs> underwear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no. no one talks about no. the the. Ugly, uncomfortable, terrible parts about it, and like also, I don't know if you've experienced this. You're broken, yeah. And a lot of my friends felt like first of all, the smell of their spouse repulsed them.
1: Which (laughs) that's (laughs) funny. While they were pregnant or after? After,
0: yeah. And they think it was. I I've read about it. It's like biologically, so that we don't try to get pregnant right away because you're not supposed to have sex for six weeks. They say now, but back in the day, there was no doctor, so you're, you're like yuck. (laughs) Yeah, I need to heal. I just gave birth to a thing. Get your thing away from me kind of thing. So anyway, I just, you know, there's a lot going on. Well,
1: and also the yuck factor can go for a long time. It's Mm -hmm. not just the first six week, whatever window. It's like, you could feel that way for a year, for two years. Some women they lie. they're dormant their sexuality mm-hmm. is crushed after they have babies mm-hmm. i
0: don't blame you because yeah. it they well, suck everything so on you different too it can feel very different and yeah. some of my friends feel like if you have a newborn too they're like all touching on you and you just want your body to be your own like i don't want anybody touching <sighs> me it's a lot it's a
1: lot especially breastfeeding because the whole culture is that you should want this mm-hmm. this is natural this is the best. They even had the slogan breast is best uh
0: forever. Yeah. And
1: and, (laughs) it's not always best. (laughs) It's not always for the mother. Some, Mm -hmm. some women can't physically do it. Some women don't produce enough milk. Mm -hmm. So there's,
0: guilt there's some women don't just don't want to <laughs> yeah. and that's completely fine there so should listen, be no
1: judgment the point is the fact that you got a six and an eight-year-old means you
0: bypassed a lot of
1: the fucking <laughs> horribleness of having a child and mm-hmm. that's fine and i think your the quote guilt might be that you didn't pay that price
0: do yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah, like we don't maybe, have that fear or that yeah it's like you didn't you didn't do what you quote what you think you're, you're supposed, supposed to, to do. do yeah um, which I think is probably feeding into the, I don't feel like a real mom.
1: That's bullshit. You are, a real you mom. are a real
0: mom. You have children that you're taking care of. You're responsible for them and, and 100%, you're, t- yeah.
1: A hundred percent. And their let me birth tell you, moms are the, like, oh, where are they at? That's what I was going to say. Birthing somebody doesn't make you a mom. No,
0: it's just like, uh, the, I always say, um, like, especially fathers, like impregnating a woman doesn't make you a father. You know, so birthing a child doesn't make you a mother. It's what you do after that.
1: Well, and I think mothering too, you could be a dog mom, Mm -hmm. you can be a cat mom, you can be a squirrel mom, a Mm -hmm. snake mom, whatever. You can be a foster mom. The the act of nurturance and the selflessness of nurturing another being and putting that person over you. Mm -hmm. That's the nature of mothering. Yes. And watching them
0: develop and grow. And yeah, it's like, it's magical.
1: So when are you going to foster? I want it. I think you'd be I'm going to start foster with foster mom. dogs. Yeah.
0: I really love dogs. I think you'd be great at, I think you'd be great. I mean, it's something that I've considered just because I don't have any urge. I mean, we're not, that we're You're not, not biologically that. like Mm-mm. boom, boom. Yeah. And also I feel like ugh, there's just so many children out there that need homes too. And I've had friends that have done it and um, it's been really powerful. And I have friends that are considering it and um, yeah. What a great thing to do. What a I magical would do gift. If the, I know. couldn't
1: conceive naturally, I would have done it. I yeah. I would love to help someone. Yeah. Or like some gay kids that got kicked out by shitty parents. Oh God. I want yeah. like, I
0: want like. Work with the Trevor project to help that. Is that, know? is
1: that who I would go to? I mean, I don't know.
0: That's only, that's an organization that I know assists with stuff like that and is a support.
1: I would love that. Like all yeah. just a house of gay kids whose yeah. parents are like. Be supportive, terrible. help them develop
0: and learn about themselves and be okay with who they are. So magical. No mommy. Okay. I think
1: that's it. I think that's all, all right. the time we've we got. Did it. Oh, yeah. That we was did was so it. much fun. That was, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be your first guest. I, know. I love your show. I love you. And um, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. And if you haven't checked out Christina, she has her own podcast where my mom's at. I'll link it below. Also her and her husband, Tom have an amazing and hilarious podcast. Your mom's house. Uh, when does this drop? You, this will drop on Thursday.
1: <gasps> Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, Well, your mom's Mm -hmm. house is nothing like... (laughs) Well, Katie does, but Sean um, and I
0: have a podcast too. That's nothing like. Okay. This.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, if you like seventh grade humor and farts and stuff, and TikToks and TikToks, we're doing a live show. We're streaming it live. Your mom's house live. There's going to be sketches, special guests. Joey Diaz is coming <gasps> on. Cucks,
0: a cuck, cucks, a I love Joey Diaz. Yeah, he's
1: the best. Doctor Drew. We we did all kinds of fun mm-hmm. stuff. Special guests. Um. Yeah, that's a live show. You can find it on your mom's house podcast. Yeah, I'll
0: link that stuff below. Yeah. Um. So check them out. They're hilarious and wonderful. Thank and you. Thanks well, for being here. You. I love you. Yeah. I love you too. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Bye guys. Have a good week. Katie anything. You can ask her about your therapist or vent about your work. You can ask her about your self-esteem or why
1: you're feeling